0: Welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. On this episode of Good Show, we are discussing a show that is hot off the Apple TV Plus presses, and it's called Severance. This critically lauded TV thriller is one of the wildest TV rides we've been on in a while. And here's just about all I can tell you about the premise. This show is presumably set sometime in the near future with only one notable technological advancement. People are now able to choose to become severed, which means one's work memories are completely separated from their other memories. This show is the creation of a newcomer, Dan Erickson, is often directed by, get this, Ben Stiller, and stars a cast of heavy hitters. So let's get into severance. I'm pretty, All right. pretty excited about this one. Yeah, me too. It's, and it's not only hot off the presses, but we're hot off the presses watching it.
1: So, yeah, absolutely. Which so are yeah, my favorite episodes to record when we've yeah. ripped through something and then we hop on the mics. I mean, that's, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: Yeah, Totally. So let's just, let's jump right into what grabbed you first. I believe I remember the very first thing we knew about this show was that I told you not to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, it popped up on, you know, an ad for Apple TV and I asked if you've checked it out and you're like, yeah, I flipped it on and I wasn't in the mood because it does look like a show that you need to be in the mood for. It looks, I
0: appreciate, I appreciate the quote because that is what I said. Yeah. It's not, I don't like it. It was, I, w- I could tell I needed to be in the right mood, which I think. In the long run, I was wrong about a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back actually to watch it later, I saw that I had only gotten about a minute and a half into it. So it just, (laughs) anyway. So then I finally, I think I talked you into, not talked you into it, but finally I went back because there was so much buzz about it. Yeah. I went back and watched uh, an episode and I was hooked from episode one. Also, like we've talked about before, we're a little maybe leery to put our reputations on the line with each other or, or other people yeah. until we know like we do really do want to recommend this. So maybe about episode four, I started texting you. Well
1: incredible. you incredible. Yeah, you picked it back up and I could see like the intensity meter ticking up with yeah. each additional text. It was I I've, I've started Severance again. We'll see how it goes. Hey man, this might be pretty good. If you check it out, let me know. Hey, have you checked out Severance yet? You know, and you just kept hitting
0: more, <laughs> it was like 30 minutes later. more
1: and more intense. Watch it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I is did. how the show feels for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's a great representation of an outsider's view on what would be going on in your head. Like it's you're like, yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. it just really just it dials up to ten and it happens so quickly, you know, and you're hooked. And I think I text you buckle up yeah, more buckle, times buckle than up. I. Uh, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a perfect, uh, instruction, uh, buckle up. It is a ride.
0: So, um, besides for you, was it
1: just my recommendation? What, what else drew you into the show? There's a couple draws. It seems clever. It seems original, you know, the ads, the trailer, there's like a, there's something there that seems appealing, fresh, new, trying something different. So there's that going on, which also could be a deterrence because it feels a little quirky. It feels a little odd you yep. know, so it's got a lot of stuff going for it. Adam Scott's a draw for me. Yeah, for sure. I think he's great. Um, he, I'm definitely a fan. Chris Walken, John Turturro, we'll get into characters obviously, but I mean, that's all a draw for me. These guys are, you know, some of my guys also Apple TV Plus's reputation is getting better. I think it is getting better. I have a, I have a question about that later in the show yeah, for and you. we'll, we'll nail it then. But I'm, I mean, that is with HBO. It's like, Oh, they've got a new show. I'm, I'm obviously watching it with Apple TV plus apple tv plus it's just, it just takes a little bit to get you know all the pistons firing at once so and
0: uh, when you're when your company has more money than the government like right, you right. you can just be throwing darts all over the place oh, yeah. so you don't works. have to trust what you're doing which just, they're just going to throw darts so and they've got some stinkers so yeah you know yeah yeah for sure anyway Yeah, pretty much the same for me. What one of my favorite you you sort of alluded to this, but one of my favorite things as I saw the buzz about it, I really enjoy a TV show that's very mysterious. um, And uh, when. Everybody is, I'm speaking really broadly right now, but when everybody is really respecting the TV watchers code online, which they don't always do. So the things I saw about severance were you have to watch this show. It's incredible. And that's about it. It's so mysterious. You don't know what they're talking about. They're not leaning into anything because they can't tell you anything. They're enjoying the ride so much that they are they are actually reserving all the information because they want you to enjoy it too. I sort of trust that urge out within, in, in the general public, um, that if there's something mysterious about why people are recommending it. So I'm almost telling you all the listener, this same thing, there's going to be a lot of stuff we can't tell you. You just kind of have to trust us that this is a worth a watch for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth noting that you don't want us to tell you more than, you yes. know, than we have to we, yep. go watch it. That's all. I mean, We've crossed the line in other episodes. We've bled over into, you know, creeping up on spoilers a little bit in other episodes because it doesn't really matter. The things we've spoiled don't really matter. Right. The shows, you're still going to enjoy the show. This one is going to be pretty tight lipped, I feel like, because you need to discover all this for yourselves. Yeah. I, I'm just interested to hear how this discussion goes. Cause it's going to, there's, we're working with less, you know, there's less breathing room for us right now. So, you know, could be interesting. So what kept you
0: on the show? Once I got you, once I got you going on it, what kept you for me, it was just the, like we talked about briefly, the the ride of it. Yeah. It, it very much. I think for me has had that, um, oh my gosh, I have to watch the next episode. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think there's some good mystery there. Plenty of questions lots of energy. I think the main thing for me is the tension. Yes. It's like the, the two big eyeball emojis. Like everything happens. <laughs> yeah, you're just, yeah. you're just like goodness, you know, yeah. very tense moments. I would stop breathing heart pounding through my chest. All the, all the, you know, all the feels of uh like a classic thriller. All that would just draw me, keep drawing me into the next episode until I was done.
0: On the thriller note, let me step into something. Um, we have this sort of ongoing discussion trying to define a certain term, and I am, I think,
1: on the record as a sci-fi lover. As far as we've gone so far, <laughs> it's very clear that I love sci-fi. Uh, I'm the resident sci-fi fanatic <laughs> around here.
0: Okay, so I stepped in at one time and said something about sci-fi, and now, like every show I like is sci-fi. But then now yeah. I got to go back and be like, oh. so apparently I do like how, sci-fi. How sci-fi is this show? As you, as Not the resident, much. I don't well, think because.
1: I think it is sci-fi ish. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you're the experts, right? I'm it's not the expert, but I, I think between there the is, two of us is all. I think it. there's a sci-fi <laughs> element there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Technologically advanced things. That's that's in the realm of sci-fi. I don't know. Maybe people would disagree with me. But- no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I I saw it first classified as sci-fi, but then okay. also as I started, and then thriller for sure. It's yeah. a thriller. And I think, I think it's actual beauty is that it is a psychological thriller and that's because I don't tend to like all thrillers, but the psychological ones I like more than almost anything. Yeah. The ones that just mess with your head. And there's Mm -hmm. certain things like, um, uh, I can't compare this to stranger things all the time, but I'm like preparing to have an episode on stranger things, little teaser for you, but we're preparing to have that episode. So I'm like catching up. So I keep like, that's another sci-fi thing I'm watching. So I keep in my head comparing the two shows. They're nothing alike, (laughs) but um, I think just because of the sci-fi element and the, and the intensity or thriller aspect of it. But I really think these like, um, I'm not afraid of monsters on TV. I'm not, I'm not afraid of those sorts of things, or, and not even afraid. Afraid doesn't matter. But that's not what thrills me. That's not what keeps me locked in. But when you have these shows that are really, really messing with your mind, um, those are the ones that give me anxiety as I watch. And even considering like isolation or just anything that can cut your mind off from something.
1: Well, that is that's like my horror right there. Losing control of your faculties, yes. your mental yes. faculties, is it's. I mean a well documented it is high on a lot of people's list it it resonates with lots of people not being able to trust your mind i mean that yeah. that would i mean more so than even losing like uh any type of like physical function i think losing your mind is terrifying to a lot of people and this is absolutely it, firmly in the psychological thriller genre yeah. i think also I'm mostly familiar with psychological thrillers in terms of cinema in terms of uh, film. Yeah. I you know i I think the greatest psychological thriller of all time is the movie Psycho. Mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock was the king of the psychological thriller, but that that was his that was his shtick. you know, north by Northwest, uh mm-hmm. rear window, not being able to trust your eyes, not being able to trust your yeah. mind. that is something that just blows people's minds and and it really really plays out well in this series.
0: Yeah, and I think even this that you have to elect into this this procedure to get the severance done in mm-hmm. the show. You have to mm-hmm. elect into it. Yeah. And then the sheer terror of electing into it and then not being able to come back. Like, you, you pretty much can't come back. That's just part of what happens. It's irreversible. Once you get Correct. It. Yeah. So finding out what's on the other side and then not being able to come back, yeah. that's just like what, it makes you feel like you're in a tiny room while you're watching this show. It's like, oh my gosh. Absolutely. But, but they elected into
1: it. So it's sort of their own fault. Like <laughs> Something they yeah. don't really address, so I don't feel really bad bringing it up, sure. is we don't know what, what was the appeal, you know, the initial appeal yeah. of this procedure it had to be enticing the one thing i will say is they talked a lot about it on the
0: sales pitch it's like work-life balance is okay. the appeal okay okay I agree with you that it's not talked about a lot, so I'm not sure how you achieve work-life balance through this. But right. that is that was like the sales pitch. It's like, oh, don't you want work-life balance? And well, so I do think it's important to understand why someone might
1: choose this, like being able it, to leave your work at work
0: and, yes, and yes, being able to exactly right. and
1: be able to go to work and leave your home life at home and work more efficiently. I mean, I get. I think I think you've clarified a little bit. I just re- I just remember thinking like. Good Lord, I don't know that I could ever choose something that was irreversible.
0: Okay, so uh in our little 5 number classification yep. system, where you want to put this one? It's a very interesting for me it's a very interesting one.
1: Yeah, because it has some like mid-century feels to it, but I'm saying premium drama. I think it's very very well done and I think it has a lot of elite feels to it, a lot of mm-hmm. premium uh, elements to it, scoring, cast, it looks to me like a premium drama though.
0: Yeah. I agree with that except for the fact, not, ex- not to disagree, but basically the one thing that throws a loop for me is that it's a, uh, it's not a, like an on location thing, but it's within this, uh, world. strict yeah. world. And so it's not, it's, it's almost like they get the premium drama look for cheap. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of so, a good
1: thing. Like it's all in the same spot. Like I, I, I can, yeah, I can vibe with that. There's a, a lack of vistas or, uh, mm-hmm. enriching, um, like, uh, an, an enriching um, element with the surrounding areas. I agree with that, which uh, is it, not a ding on it because no. they have to, they have to do that for the sake of the plot.
0: Basically yeah. it's, it's part, it's a part of the whole thing. Okay. So you said, this is uh let's get into the character stew here. Oh. And uh, are we, yeah. re- are we, we're, we're going to reuse that. I think so.
1: <laughs> Why not?
0: I'm not reusing it. I'm starting something here. Okay. You know, I'm starting a trend probably less so now that I've said so, but acting, who stands out?
1: Or it might even be better to say who doesn't, but uh, who stands out to you? This is interesting. I've got some people I really like in this cast. I've got some people I don't like. I'm not. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not a Patricia Arquette fan. I, I just, Oh, okay. She doesn't. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with a certain, I'm not going to name the movie because we don't need to draw that attention, but it, there was a movie I saw and I just, it the it didn't work for me. Not a huge Patricia Arquette fan. Love Adam Scott. I, I think he is the one that he, of course he's good to me, you know, like, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Adam Scott's good. John Turturro though, is the one that I would like to mm-hmm. address. He's a personal, he's a personal favorite. I, I yeah. really love the role, different roles I've seen him in over time. He's like a classic character actor. He does a lot of different stuff. He's been funny. He's been serious. He's been scary. He was in the new Batman and he was the, you know, a mobster. I thought he was excellent in that. Hmm. So I think my um, my big one was uh, John Turturro, but yeah, a lot of people are good in this. It's a great cast. It's well acted. So let me say,
0: let me say, I obviously agree with you about Adam Scott. Yeah, I think he's great. I agree with you about Patricia Arquette in that I don't usually like her at all. Mm-hmm. I do think she's perfect in this show.
1: You need you need somebody you don't like to play that character. Not necessarily. I think someone I do like could have done that well. It's fairly one note to me. It's a little two-dimensional. She does a fine job. She doesn't take away from the show at all. It's, it's good. I just wouldn't yeah. say she's top tier. Yeah. I actually,
0: so, okay. I actually also think Zach cherry stands out. Mm-hmm. He offers that this show is not funny. We don't have to make every show funny, <laughs> right? But he offers a little, little bits of humor in there and does it so well because you, you can't turn it funny. You can't turn this thing like into a joke. Right. And, he offers just brief little like breaths you can take out of the thriller aspect because he, he drops a little good joke, but it's mostly it's, you don't start laughing. It's just like, it's enough of a joke to go, for a second, you know, like <laughs> it's like a
1: shortle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, and I think he plays that really, really well. He's very dry, but also he's, he was in a couple of the shows I like, so he's, he's not completely new to me, but he's pretty new on the scene. Okay, I, I think the person who plays Heli is really good too. Mm-hmm. For me, a lot of the cast is wonderful. Let me ask you this about Adam Scott. You remember in our Ozark episode, I mentioned how like with certain characters with Bateman, is, is who I'm talking about here. Yeah. Ba- Bateman has the opportunity to move from something dry, like arrested development, move into something very serious. And it's very off putting because is this person playing the same thing we've played, seen them play before. And it like, there's this brief moment where you're like, so off put by them. I, for me, Adam Scott's doing that here. I felt that, at, that at the very beginning, it was like, is this, is he going to become Ben Wyatt in just a second? Or to your horror is, is, Ben Wyatt in (laughs) trouble. Like, it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing you could possibly watch is
1: Ben Wyatt like in some trouble here. (laughs) I think I could vibe with that. I think, though, the tone of the show is set in such a way that it just removes all doubt from your mind, you know, like
0: eventually. But I I remember, I specifically remember in the first episode, at least for a little while, not knowing exactly what I was looking at, which was a ton of fun, but almost even the mood.
1: I'm not sure what this
0: thing is. Yeah.
1: So he's deadpan in a silly world. So he's like almost like a funny straight man. Like that's his thing in parks and rec because this is such like a, a dark sterile world. Uh This feels fresh for me. This feels like a fresh role for Adam Scott in many ways. So I get why you, why you feel that way. I absolutely do. But I, it just felt a little fresher uh, for me because of his surroundings now. So, I don't oh, know. And
0: I also, I don't think he's, I think he's playing this incredible. Oh no, role. no, yeah, he is. And I didn't I think you think, weren't saying
1: that. I, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah. He's doing an incredible
0: job. He is uh, another. So another character question, uh, <laughs> Christopher Walken's in this. Yeah, He is obviously Christopher Walken is, it's a, it's a, it's well, not fun, but it's a cool little thing that pops up eventually uh-huh. i'm sorry i ruined it but i think he's in promos so i don't think i ruined. not ruin that's not a spoiler oh, he's and he's part of the yeah he's announced
1: and everything i mean yeah, yeah.
0: it's so not. he's always odd he's always quirky okay. sort of even yeah quirky sort of roughly the same person it's mm-hmm. just very clear that christopher walken in does does his oddness fit this show appropriately how did you feel about him in the show
1: it feels a little bit to me like they drafted barry bonds and asked him to hit singles you know, yeah. it just yep, is like yep, yep. he's very yep. underutilized. I hope I'm not mm-hmm. creeping into anything here, but it just feel like it's nice and he does his thing well. It's it's enjoyable, but because he's not dialed up to 10 walkin, um, it just feels like eh, we could have had anyone here, you know. I'm glad it's Christopher Walken. I love Christopher Walken, but it, it didn't feel like a, a role that he was able to really shine in. So uh, yeah, it's 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 nice, it's pleasant, but it's he was underutilized, I think. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And his oddness, if you put walking in a, in a straightforward show, mm-hmm. it certainly didn't ruin it for me, but sometimes he'll pull you out of the story a little bit because oh, there's
1: walking and, and he's not, he's and not he's doing the walking, or... he's doing the walking voice that everyone yeah, well, it's imitates just his voice. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Like he's doing the thing that you've heard everyone in the world imitate. So yes. it's like, Oh, I'm laughing a little bit, but wait, no, no, no. He's not being funny. Hold on. yeah, It's not, it's not a not joke. Be, yeah. It's not funny. It's not funny, yes. you know, so it's just, it, 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 I agree. It may take you out of it a little bit. I don't want to say he takes away from the show though. I, I don't think he takes away from I would the feel show mad saying that. Cause I feel like I just be kicking a nice old guy. If I said that, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, he's, I love him in, yeah. in so many things. It's yeah. not, it's more a question of casting, but yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't even say that he takes away from the show. I just would go so far to say is sometimes he, he makes me more aware of my, the, a big thing in this show for me is how aware am I of my surroundings? Yep. Uh, am I locked into this story, this show, uh, or am I aware? Like, even if uh, somebody walked by my, in my periphery, would I notice that they had done so? And mm-hmm. for a lot of this show, it's no, I would not notice. And so what I'm almost saying is that sometimes walking makes would make me notice somebody walking by. That's sure. All. Yeah. That's as far as I'll go. Speaking of being locked in, how do you feel like uh, there's probably not a lot we can say about this, but how, the development of the story? And, you know, we've often talked about this. Uh, how's the writing from a, a story standpoint versus the dialogue standpoint? And, like, how, how does it all move? How does it process? What do you think about all those things?
1: I mean, because of the kind of show it is, I feel like it's perfect. I feel like yeah. it moves at a perfect clip. I never felt like my engagement was waning. It's really, it is really hard to comment on that because it's such a like unique thing. I feel, I feel like it moves as quickly as it has to, and it doesn't ever get too slow. So, I mean, I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah. I do think you and I, but really more me, I tend to lean on dialogue shows. Like I'm, I'm going for really well written dialogue and I'm not saying this dialogue isn't well written, but I can spare some story for the sake of uh, good dialogue. And this one is all about serving the story. I feel like, um, it, all the writing power has gone into mm-hmm. how this world works and, and how we're moving everything and how everything fits together. It's a bunch of puzzle creators that are that are writing this um not that uh, seriously not that the dialogue is bad i just literally don't remember
1: it's hard to remember specific like oh was that good dialogue right yeah i I don't know a distinct lack of quotable quotes and funny lines i mean you know that's uh, we've had character shows we've had dialogue shows this this is a this is one you're absolutely right relies on the story the mystery the puzzle pieces it moves at a good clip though i think you stay engaged
0: Oh yeah. And I was, I was uh, locked in. Yeah, so um, for sure. Okay. So also on that regard, I, to me, it had a bit of an interesting format and that's mostly because I didn't know anything about the show. And that's so incredibly rare that I wouldn't know absolutely anything about a show, but because it's a thriller, you're learning as you go. And with this show in particular, because of the subject matter with people having like a, this is really hard for me to talk about just without spoiling anything, but people have a divider in their head, basically between two sets of their lives Mm -hmm. and are getting new information on either set of that divider. And so it's a thriller. You're learning as you go, but then you're also learning about characters who are sort of learning as they go and all this different stuff. Does the whole thing work for you? Because I feel like this show reveals It's like, sometimes you're watching a show and they know what's about to happen and you don't. Sometimes you're watching a show and you know what's about to happen and they don't. And in, when you're watching this show, it's like, neither of you knows what's about to happen Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like walking through this whole thing together. Does that work for you? I think it works for me.
1: It really does. It does feel a little bit like you're tightrope walking without a net. You know, it's, it's a little, um, you feel a little antsy, a little on the edge of your seat. Never. You're never really able to settle down, settle yourself down. It absolutely works. I couldn't do this all the time. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I, yep, I could do it for this and then I got to flip something else on. But yeah, it works. It does.
0: And for so many things, I'm sitting around doing something else while I have
1: the TV on. And I, that's a great question. Were you able to have this on kind of while you're doing other? (laughs) Yeah, it's just just like this. So I have, yeah, we have shows, you know, I have talked about this that we kind of watch in the periphery, who watch in the background. This is one, this is like watching a movie. You have to devote your attention to it.
0: Brennan, let's uh if you don't mind, let's talk metaphor cuz I think this show is full of metaphor. I don't think there's like a settled this is what this show is trying to say, but um
1: what did this show without spoiling anything, what did this show say to you? I think it is a little bit of a Rorschach, so like different yeah. people are going to take different things away from this. I think one thing in this <laughs> I'm I'm I feel like I'm going to be revealing a little bit here about myself and and I'm I promise I'm, I'm not, but I think one thing is that this has strong things to say about the different jobs people work. I mean, premise mm-hmm. of the show, just talking about that, people go, they have this procedure done, they can't reference their personal life at work, they can't reference their work life at home, so mm-hmm. it really gives you this people put themselves on autopilot while they're at work type feel, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know... You're not truly working and doing something that you can enjoy. I think it has something to do about the, something to say about the kind of jobs people work and and something about that. Yeah. I mean, are you vibing with that at all? I don't, I haven't really worked this out in my head, but that was like one of the things that I was, I was taking away. Let me just say real quick, I've loved all the jobs I've had. So I wasn't, this isn't, (laughs) this isn't me like projecting on the show, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. I, I actually, I forget where I couldn't even pinpoint where I saw it, but I saw somebody comparing it to basically like our generation's office space. I mean, office space is my generation's office space, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, a new, it's completely different, obviously than office space, but it's a complete, it's a new commentary on the mindless job. Yep.
1: On the workplace. Um, yeah.
0: Also for sure. There's a bit of a model for, um, I guess I'll say it this way. It's interesting to come as, uh, whatever percentage of people have left jobs within the last like two to three years. Um, this particular show, I won't say too much about it, but this particular show has commentary on like, uh, moving away from a job like this and how to escape it and how to work together with your coworkers to, you know, those sorts of things. This show has a commentary on, on that sort of idea. It's kind of funny because I actually was reading about it and this show was pitched to Ben Stiller seven years ago mm. and it was pitched to his production company. And then five years ago, they actually, they locked Adam Scott in five years ago to this show. Goodness! Then they were, they were locking people in. They were supposed to start production. March, 2020 is when it was like literally when the pan- pandemic hit, they got shut down. Wow. And then eventually a year later came back and started producing the show. But it's funny to think about this show in the context of of the COVID lockdown and how everybody reanalyzed their jobs because of this. I also think it has some really good things to say, metaphorically say, about any of the ways. It's not just about work and life. Any of the ways that we sever ourselves from different factions of our life. Yeah, we call it
1: compartmentalizing, I think. yeah.
0: Or even just like uh, certain things like um, alcohol abuse or, you know, different things that numb us compartmentalizing our lives and and just keeping us Mm -hmm. separate and how um, if you take something like that, sometimes that can like alcoholism is not usually thought of this way, but other ways that we may. Um, numb ourselves to experiencing our whole lives and we segment ourselves. This has some pretty good commentary on like the dangers of that and how scary Mm -hmm. that can be to wall yourself off from something else or to not be completely present in everything you're doing. I bring that up to some extent because you and I have talked in the past about how for me, one thing that sci-fi slash thrillers need to have is this connection metaphorical connection to something. I don't like just watching something that I can't connect metaphorically to some aspect of my life. I think this show really does that. And well, here's where I'll just flat out do it. And we'll talk about it more in that particular episode, but like stranger things had not done that for me yet. Yeah. Um, And that's where they're a little bit different for me. Mm -hmm. So anything personal for you about the show? Why did you connect to it so strongly?
1: Yeah, I I think this show actually may have lacked that personal connection a little bit, and it was more about the uh, kind of holding on by the skin of my teeth ride that I felt like I was on. I think it's interesting that you know some of the things you've revealed about revealed about uh, your connection with sci-fi and like Stranger Things specifically because you know I do lock into those on a personal level, but but this this was more about the adrenaline in many ways. Yeah, I think it was hard. It was um had a little like the movie, you know, alien, just hard to look away, hard to, you know, just straight suspense. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just hit me different.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't call this exactly suspense. It's more thriller. And the difference I would say is it's not just like captivating me, but it's making me think while I do. And mm-hmm. I mean, I could probably connect all my dots at this point and basically just see, uh, say my takeaway, which won't ruin anything because it's my takeaway. But <laughs> one, my takeaway was wake up and experience your whole life yeah changing directions a bit here so this is ben stiller's i think directing debut right or maybe not i don't even know i shouldn't say things i don't know ben stiller does direct <laughs> I feel Like it, that though. can't be right but yeah that's probably not right anyway th- my question has nothing to do with that but ben Stiller directed it this show is directed very artistically. The shots are very interesting, weird angles, different things like that. Do you feel like the direction slash kind of photography sort of those, these ideas, do they assist in the off putting nature of the show or do they distract you and pull you out of the story? At certain points, I felt like I was noticing the angle and just being like, are you doing, are you doing
1: this? To- yeah. I think one thing, I think it actually adds to the show, yeah, and in certain places like you, you were experiencing there. I feel like it may have been contributing to like an un uh, an unbalanced feeling that you may have had, or yes. like yeah, yeah, yeah. keep yep. keep you yep. off uh, off a firm footing. I think they really utilize the camera well. You know, if they're shooting down from uh, you know from below, kind of makes the the viewer feel small, um, mm-hmm. and like just I felt like they were using it to help the viewer, you know, feel certain ways that they felt like they should be feeling at the time. And one of those ways was like in just an unbalanced or like, um, yeah. off, off balance is a better way to put it nature, you know? So yeah, I feel like they actually use it well. It, and I think it helped keep me in the show more. Uh, it's interesting to hear that from, a you know, a photographer, you know, that's helpful to think <laughs> yeah. about. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I, I
0: mostly talk about it in a feeling way, not like uh-huh. a technical way, but it's, it's funny now that I, I think the reason I like having this question in is because one of maybe not the very first shot, but one of the first shots is that down shot on Heli laying on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's maybe the first shot of the show. Mm. Um, and it stays like that for quite a while. She's laying on the table and it's, it's coming straight down on top of her from far away. So in some ways, like literally that, I think, as I've reflected on this, when I was like Telling you, I didn't. I knew I wasn't in the mood for it. I could tell something interesting was happening. Basically, like in my way, I was like, "Oh, somebody's trying to be artistic here." So that yep. means they've really worked hard on this, and I don't know if I'm in the mood to work hard on watching this show. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, it was a bit of a deterrent for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I think I generally agree with you. It has to be shot in this way so you feel off balance, so that you feel like you're not feeling settled. You can't feel settled in the middle of the show. It's it's, it's very difficult.
1: Have you ever had that dream? Where something is happening, and you can kind of see your body from above, yeah, sure, and like you fall down into your body. Is that familiar? Are you familiar with that at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, Maybe we just hear about it a lot in, in like, in from different movies or whatever. But I feel like in those opening scenes, clearly you know nothing yet, so and neither does the character. Hallie. right and that yeah, is yeah. absolutely not a spoiler. you're finding things out as she's finding things out, so I feel like in the very in the very early scenes we identify with Hallie. and I feel like that is hellie. kind of us
0: hell hell
1: hell e hell e hell e hell e yeah Da gone <laughs> <laughs> what's her name hellie r Heie hell-y. Heie. There you go. H e h e l l y. I clicked away from my. I always have the cast members pulled up. I clicked away, so I was just. I heard what you said, Hallie, Hallie, Hallie. I and said Hallie. I know I you. Said. I got night. it. I oh, got but
0: it. also, also, you know, the first time you said it, no big deal. But then I can't just keep letting you say it because then I, you're digging your own grave. I can't be doing that to you. It's not. I, I'm not like just I saying. Was, I'm
1: being compassionate to you. I'm not. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm saying though. Let me. Let me finish my man. I was I'm, really on a roll there though. You know. you Yes. Continue. trip me up and. Uh, I feel like we are we're discovering things as as, as Helly is discovering them. So yeah. um, in the beginning, that's us falling into our bodies, and and we're mm-hmm. and we're entering mm-hmm. into the world through her. So that would be the the best way I can describe that. Yeah, that's really good. Interesting. On that note, a little bit, I, I will say they
0: um, introduce a lot of chaos in this show, but I think they're incredible at explaining it. And I, I'm not going to tell you how. But sorry, sorry, <laughs> but. They don't, there's no, just know that it exists. Everything gets buttoned up. And so the off-putting things that happen at, at first, just trust that eventually it'll work itself out and you'll understand what's going on. Because sometimes sometimes there's just chaos going on in shows. And I don't like those kind of shows where it's like, if you're not going to explain this to me later, I'm going to have a big problem with it. So I just trust it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let me come back to, let's talk about Apple TV Plus for a second. Let me come back to that thing that we brought up at the, at the beginning. Does this show help legitimize Apple TV Plus for you? And Absolutely. I asked that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and it's weird because you you fire up Apple TV plus and it's just, it, severance is just everywhere, right? It's just hanging there like yeah. like a, an odd ornament on a Christmas tree, you know? And you're like, I can't get away from this thing. I need to click on it and I need to watch it. And it sort of makes you not want to watch it for that reason, right? Yeah. Cause it's yeah. odd. I mean, I mean, it's not, it's yeah. not gross or anything. It's just, Adam Scott and, and it's just a lot of odd artwork and yeah. photos and uh, graphics they've put together and you can't get away from it, but it yeah. doesn't like, it's not settling. It doesn't make you feel good. You know, I wouldn't say it, it, it's no, sure. It's something, it just makes it curiosity. It piques your interest perhaps, Yeah. but I think Apple TV plus has really thread the needle here. I think yeah. they've, they've created a show that has been striking a chord with a lot of people. A lot of people love it and they've advertised it well. This absolutely is helping legitimize Apple Apple TV Plus for sure.
0: I think this could be a good niche for Apple TV Plus. There was a show that you and I liked, uh Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, and mm-hmm. there was a there was an arc in there where there was a writer coming in to visit one of the writers on the on that show and he he had this very smart show to pitch. Mm, and he, yes. he at this is a long time ago. So this is before cable took off and he, he's coming to the character, Danny saying like, I can't put it on network. I can't, it's just not, it's, it's too smart for network. And at the time I think it was like an HBO correlation. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically like I have to put this show on HBO. I can't put it on CBS. It's not going to work. And I think that I thought of that when I was thinking of Apple TV plus, where like, I can't, I can't think of a lot of certainly any of the premium streaming services. This would work on, but, um, it certainly has to be somewhere like we've talked about in the past. It cannot have a commercial in the middle of it. It has to be on some premium thing where you're locked in. So Apple TV, I think can, can lean into that and doesn't need to make shows like everybody else needs to make. And they've had, they've been hit or miss to be honest with you. I never really got very in. I mean, I've watched it all, but I never got into the morning show, which was sort of felt like their flagship.
1: Oh, it um, was when they fired this puppy up. Yeah. It was the and, big, it was the big draw to get people to sign up for sure. Yeah. And
0: I I've never gotten into it. It's fine. It's fine. It's just not, it's it's yeah. no big deal.
1: Obviously lasso took off, which I think was somewhat unexpected. I think this was a little bit of a risk. I do. Yeah. I, I think it's, yeah. a, I think it's a little bit of a risk. It's definitely, it's definitely very niche. I think, yeah, if I'm a, an HBO exec, I'm staying away from this a little bit, you know, I think yeah. it has to be, yeah. you know, either network or, like up a rung, which would be like an early or a, 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 a premium service in their adolescence, like Apple TV plus. I mean, this is perfect for a service that's not established like HBO because it's a mm-hmm. risk. It's a risk. I mean, but you know, no risk, no reward. And that's right. Yeah bingo. I mean, they got the, yeah, they nailed this one. So yeah. So I
0: think it's, it, it paid off for sure. And also when, when I say legitimize, I mean, I think it's, that's where it's like,
1: it's helping do, build their reputation. Yes. Yeah. Do
0: I keep Apple TV plus all year round or yeah. do I get it when lasso comes out? Basically like, uh, the, and I think that's a question a lot of people are asking subconsciously if nothing else. And, uh, we may be turning toward, yeah, this is something you keep around sort of final question on this they did finally there was a little bit of a anticipation where people weren't sure the, this show has maybe one of the best cliffhanger season and uh finales i've ever seen it was unbelievable i could
1: not believe i thought i had another episode left yeah like i'm still shook i think it is worth noting that they've Announced season two. Yes. Right? Yeah. But okay. So early, they, they've they only just very, very recently announced season two. Well, so for a little you know, while there, you know why I think, and I don't want right. to tell people how to think about this, Yeah, but I think the idea of maybe people thinking this is a limited series, I think it gives you like a sense of security. Does that make sense at all? No. Well, I'm going to say more. So like a, like a mayor of Easttown limited yeah. series, you're going to get a, big old fat conclusion at the end.
0: Oh, interesting. There's no no security in this show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen. Am I going to feel good at the end? No idea. Yeah. 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 Telling, making people think that this could be a limited series that, that settles you into like, well, at least I'm going to be able to sleep after that final episode infer what you will, but this is not a limited series. This is not a limited series. So they've announced season two. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, that's a big thing. I'm glad I didn't know. Sorry, you're going to know. But anyway, it's just that may, they may that may just be me personally. Like, I don't think that would have ruined it for me. I don't know. Probably, probably not. And I'm that not just may that just may maybe me. You know, I like knowing if this is a limited series or if this has got something else coming out. Yeah, I mean, Mayor of Easttown was a limited series because it's garbage in the end. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how are you feeling about season two? Can it air tomorrow? Oh, sure. I absolutely want to see it. Can now? they keep this up? Can they keep this up? Can uh, they possibly keep this up?
1: Well, not eternally, but yeah. Yeah. They can do it for a little mm-hmm. bit. And it's, yeah I, know, yeah, I need a little breather. But um, this, choose my words carefully here, but this is not a story that could just give them endless seasons. Yeah, sure. You got, you know, I'm interested to see how far they take this seems like something that they probably had a pretty good idea of how many seasons they were going to go when they started. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really ready for season two. Yeah, we're, me too. Can't, really can't come fast enough. Yeah.
0: Brandon. Mm. Quick hit pitch no. me something i haven't
1: seen not quick hits yet man what do you want this I is meant, our pitch that's what i said i i combined we yeah. need we need we need to work on our branding here a little bit the final <laughs> block needs some work anyway okay well brandon do you feel like i'm selling your out. chops you seem a little no. annoyed
0: no, no no i can't think of a different way to say i'm not annoyed at all i can't think of a different way to say it Brandon, take your time. Not let's not go quick yet. Let's take
1: our time, and you Thank sell you. me on a show I haven't Thank you. seen yet. I just felt rushed. I don't want. I don't like okay, feeling don't rushed. Don't be rushed. It's fine. Take There's your time. a show that came out maybe 10 years ago at this point called The Mentalist, and it stars Simon Baker, and it's a Sherlock Holmes type show. He's a, like an inspector, and he's uniquely qualified to. Uh, solve mysteries and he works with the police. So it's, it's actually very Sherlock Holmes. It's a, it's kind of a fresh take on, on like a Sherlock Holmes type character. It is an episodic show. Each episode kind of wraps up every time, but there is some very riveting overarching story Mm to, it's pretty light. The tension is not, you know, not too heavy, but also with some very serious, heavy overarching tension. So it's, it's a good mix of uh, emotions, genres. It's it could be a light watch. It could be a, a binge watch. When I was, I think I've watched it now two or three times through. It is on HBO Max. Originally on, it originally aired on CBS. Cool. I remember somebody I knew.
0: I don't think it was you. I mean, that would connect all my, my dots. But but somebody I knew really really loved The Mentalist. Jesse watched like, it. Jesse did. is he a math whiz?
1: No, that's numbers.
0: No, I'm not thinking of them. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I. So I'm, I'm basically saying you're not. This has show has at least a bit of a reputation for me that I've heard it's really, really good. So yeah, that, that's a yeah good it's, recommendation.
1: I, I loved it.
0: Okay, for my, my recommendation this week is uh, Better Call Saul, which I think a lot of people have seen. Mm. Better Call Saul is um a sort of a spinoff from um from Breaking Bad. It's the lawyer in Breaking Bad. I don't know why. It's Bob Odenkirk stars in the show. And, it's a, um, like a prequel spinoff, correct? Takes place uh, yeah, before. Pre- yeah, prequel spinoff. Bob Odenkirk plays Saul Goodman, which is Walter White's attorney in Breaking Bad and uh, he's sort of like, this This all came up later and yeah. uh, nobody would even, th- he was going to be a short little character on Breaking Bad for a little bit. He's actually known as a comedy actor. He had a show called Mr. Show mm-hmm. uh, and he's hilarious but then all of a sudden he got thrown in this different role, kept recurring on Breaking Bad and everybody loved the character. And so this was the spinoff. I bring it up because it is now, they've just released the final season on netflix and is, I is it a honestly, netflix show it is now but it was an amc it show. was amc All right. but i think it's i think for a couple years it's only been on netflix okay so i do think you probably need to have seen breaking not need to have seen breaking bad but it's helpful to have seen breaking bad there's some nice nice little surprise characters that pop up like oh they were from breaking bad and this is and then you learn about some callbacks their- yeah Yeah. And it's, and it's even more of a, like, it's a prequel callback. So like you'll Mm -hmm. learn backstory on someone that you, and it it, like, so it's still connecting back to that show, learning interesting things about that show. Mm
1: -hmm. I like it. I think I like it better than Breaking Bad. I I think that's common. I think that I
0: like it a lot.
1: Yeah. I think a lot. Yeah. I've heard that before it's worth bringing up just because the the final
0: season just was released recently last couple weeks on netflix so okay. I, w- I would definitely check that one out it's hard for you in particular because you haven't seen breaking bad um but um uh-huh. so i'm i might recommend finishing breaking bad before going on to better call Saul. but i i do think i sort of like better call Saul better okay now that we've taken our time brandon i'd like i'd like you to speed up
1: a bit here and for a uh, quick get, hit perhaps for some quick hits all right well my i have two this week uh first i've been watching glow which i'm kind of late to it stars allison brie and yep. um it is on netflix and it's about women's wrestling Lo- loosely based on a true story okay so you know you've seen this though correct yes yeah yeah yep. okay well i'm kind of working my way through it right now i'm about a season in and i'm enjoying it so far it's funny yeah. it's it's light it's given me all my feminism vibes yeah I am going to keep watching that one. I started One Perfect Shot on HBO Max, which is kind of a a special release. It is a series, but um, it's not something that's going to keep continuing on. And they grabbed a bunch of directors.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. And they... Basically, they walk through their favorite shot or their um, a shot that they think was really well done from one of their movies or, or to, I think it's all movies. The thing that grabbed me was Aaron Sorkin was one of the directors they grabbed, mm-hmm. and he uh, does a little bit on uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, the, the riot scene. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, if you like filmmaking at all, if you like um, just kind of the auteur process, I think uh, you should check that one out. That's funny. Hey, best writer of all time. Why don't you talk about directing? Hey man. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's uh making a name for himself as a director now. So
0: Yeah, no, I mean he's a great director. It's just uh, it's just funny like <laughs> I couldn't possibly ask him about directing. I'd have to be like, uh, could you tell me about writing, please? Could you um, write me some dialogue? Okay. Yeah. Okay, here's my quick hits. Number one was Severance as a joke because we just watched this. That so technically we we really bumped this Goodness. up the we, we bumped it up. Uh well what, I'm glad a, we did. It should have been a, yeah, me too. Glad we did. Let's Talk about the fresh ones. Okay. Number two is I watched 1883, which mm-hmm. is the prequel to Yellowstone. Correct. Yeah. I, I haven't talked about this on an episode yet. Have I? Not that I know of. No. Okay. Um,
1: I really, really enjoyed it, which I was very skeptical because. Really, really? Oh, uh, yeah. I think okay. so. Oh, then I, that's I, news to me. You were telling me about it and I didn't even know that you liked it that much.
0: Yeah. I well, I didn't think I was going to like it at all. I was pretty grumpy about it, to be honest. But I,
1: I think maybe it's better than Yellowstone. Taylor Sheridan wins you back. He did. So it ah, feels good. That feels good for me. Okay. But in a prequel, well,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to ding him a little bit because in a, he's in Yellowstone and then there, there is a hundred years before Yellowstone. He's also in this. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. He likes to, he likes to use some characters, but I'm glad you liked it. I
0: enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, uh, funny. Tim McGraw is really, really good. Oh, I yeah, couldn't believe is. it. He's yeah. good in it. Faith Hill's fine, I, but Tim McGraw is really good. I was shocked. Okay, I also checked out Minx on HBO. I've been watching that, and w- the funny thing is, when I think I mentioned this earlier, which is... That Jake Johnson, right? Yep, Jake Johnson, who I love. <laughs> He's awesome. From New Girl. It's a very interesting show. Uh, it's basically about, to, to summarize it quickly, it's basically about play uh, a magazine like playgirl so nude men in a magazine (laughs) but the interesting so there's a way that it's really interesting in that uh if since you're on a feminism kick anyway it's uh sort of uh, offers some opportunity to reflect on gender roles and and feminism stuff like that and Mm -hmm. in in very interesting ways obviously when a, a, a hyper feminist is starting like a nudie magazine you're going to have interesting conversations about yeah. that. Um, there's a, a, an insane amount of fairly uncomfortable nudity in the show. I, from all genders and just, but like for me, it's just like, come on, I don't, I don't need to stare at
1: it. It's not, you have really found yourself in some interesting, interesting locales recently, my friend. I know, man, it's like, well, it's fine. It actually doesn't bother
0: me at all, but it's more just like, well, I was watching an episode the other day and Leah, Leah had not, seen me watch it yet like she hadn't been in the room with me yet and she like was reading her book because that's what i watch tv and she reads books <laughs> and so <laughs> she like looked up and she was like what are you watching because they were like that's eight eight naked people on the screen so it's just like <laughs> it doesn't serve the story i don't want to answer all these i don't want to get grilled all the time uh. it's, i don't need it either okay i don't even know i That's a quick hit. I don't know. It's not important enough that you need to watch it. No, no, it's not important enough that you need to watch it, but it's also not terrible. So whatever you want. There you go. Finally, interestingly enough, I checked out this sitcom called how we roll. Okay. I'm sort of a fan of a comedian named Pete Holmes. He is, uh, he has a, a fair, a pretty good show called crashing on HBO. Um, But he has a Mm -hmm. podcast called You Made It Weird that I've been a fan of for quite a while, took a break from it for a little while, and now I'm sort of back on the You Made It Weird train. Um, So he's been recently plugging his new sitcom on CBS, and it's called How We Roll. There's only three episodes out. I've only watched two of them. I sort of watched them to support him. You know, when, when a podcaster um, asks on their show, can you check this out? If you're a fan, you're like, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll try and help your ratings. And I checked it out. I'm going to give it some more time before I decide exactly how I feel about it. Number one, I hate sitcoms. It's got a laugh track. It's just well, so hate, hard. You hate those
1: network sitcoms. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Yes. Network sitcoms. It's got a laugh track. Just, I just don't like it. It ruins everything. It ruins all the jokes, but How we roll has some sort of funny stuff within that framework that I don't like. It's got some funny jokes and also it's got like sort of a sweet story underneath it. It's about, I can't Mm. remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but it's about a guy it's, uh, it's based on a true story of a professional bowler. Um, He gets laid off and uh, decides to go into professional bowling. It's sort of a weird premise too, but it certainly helps that it's based on a true story. I don't know. Check it out. It's pretty interesting. It's better than most sitcoms, even though I hate sitcoms, network sitcoms. Um, it's better than most sitcoms. Yeah, so please go quickly. And all you have to do is start, Severance. Like, once you start, you can't stop. No problem. Who Who? said, okay. who said
1: that? Uh, once, once you, you start, know. you can't stop. I, is that the lollipop? Uh, is it Pringles? Pops? Is it Pringles? Once you pop, you can't stop? Yeah, but then also Tootsie Pops. You How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll but you can't bite you can't bite the tootsie put right yeah that's right you can't just i'm not even close to correct on what i'm saying i think it's once you pop you can't stop though is what i was thinking yeah i think you're right okay well now we've got that set up. (laughs)